Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always, Dil Rook Singer. Hello, Benjamin. We uh, we feel like we should talk straight away into um, into where we were about your hair, and and, and uh, you mentioned the word midlife crisis, <laughs> and um, and uh, I think we got to bring in our our guest to unpack the midlife crisis. For this, uh, we have a very very good man, a funny funny stand up comedian and oh, actor. Yes. Um, but also I think I've, I've said this in private, so I'm glad I can say this publicly probably takes the title of the nicest comedian in the country because big title. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Be, be, well, we'll bring him in. Please welcome from fat pits and houses. Tahir. Yes. Thank you. Dilruk. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> hey. Very kind of you to say that. I thought you were going to say the fittest comedian. The, the fittest. fittest. Well, fit in the British sense where you're hot. I want to fuck you. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I mean this uh, here uh, because I met you for the first time when I was in my third or second year of comedy. We had a uh, gig in, was it Mo? Not Mori. Mori. Uh, Mori, New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then you were headlines. The first time I met you. But I saw the way you were carrying yourself uh, with me, the way you were chatting to me. But then afterwards with people in like this fucking market, we were just in some market, um, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you they were getting stopped and you just took your time, chatted to every single person, took photos. And then even like years later, when you and I did the Woggy Christmas shows, and oh. I was fucking bombing. Uh, <laughs> you would. Uh, God, that's a while ago. Jesus. Yeah, you would watch me and then give me tips after every every set, and I never forget that. I really appreciate that. So yeah, I would say you get the title, man. Thank you, Dilly. I mean, I don't know how like, about you, Ben, but when I started comedy, like, um, you know, it was it was a great era. Like there was, you know, everybody. We're all in the open mic night. Like the open mic night consisted of Akmal, Carl Barron, Kitty Flanagan. It's um, not a bald people, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stacked lineup. That's a stacked lineup. People still do it. Was, yeah, it was stacked, but like everybody sort of, we all just helped each other. We were friends, and and now when I go to like an open mic night, like sometimes people don't even talk to each other. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Like um, that answer, there's not the camaraderie I see. Like you know, not that I see a lot of the comedy clubs, but it definitely changed a bit. I remember one open mic night. This is true, Sydney. I, I'll never forget it. And they're all the committee, like all the open mic nights, the, the acts were there, all standing in the back of the state, like back of the, uh, the room, at Sydney Comedy Store. Yeah. This is all the current owners took over. And when they were getting announced, they were just running up from the, from the audience. Like, right. Watching. They were uh, watching the whole way. Watching. They're running up from the audience. Like, I'm too cool to go backstage and come on via the curtain, you know? Uh. <laughs> and they were playing to each other. Like, they're trying to make each right. other laugh. I'm going... Guys, what about the audience here? Yeah. There's an audience here. Like, oh, no, no. Too cool. Well, well the thing is this, though. Like, the, the, the other comedians don't pay for tickets. So <laughs> why bother trying to impress them? <laughs> if you want to be a professional, learn how to make the paying customer happy. Yeah. And, and like, on your other point, too, like, I don't take, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to do a fair bit of TV and different stuff. And, uh, you know, if I was maybe, I started probably in the mid-20s. Like, all that stuff mm. happened. So to when I started. If I was maybe 18... And I was on a movie, everything. Yeah. But I know, like, listen, it's just people just want to come and say hello. It's not a big deal. It doesn't take yeah. much time just to say, like, you know, some, you know, there are times when I'm at functions, and if it gets too much, I just leave. You know, 
Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 So you, it's nice to know that you have like a upper limit as well, uh, because yeah, like yeah. I've heard of like Gabriel Iglesias, you know, waiting till 4 a.m. the next day, uh, you know, after a show, he's still signing pictures and taking photos at 4 a.m. after doing like an arena show. And so then the management had to put a rule in saying that it's only, he can only like, you know, you can do meet and greet only if you have kids because they're like, Fucking everybody was just like taking so much time. But it, it, it's that particular type of person. I've been seeing that at heaps this year where Nathan Buckley will wait till every audience member leaves to take a photo. Yeah. Like yeah. every, Ooh, if yeah. there's not, if there's one person and then he's the last one left in the studio. I'm like, yeah. And he does it every week after week. After yeah. Week, he, he was, after a, week. he came up through the open mics as well. And he's doing really well. <laughs> to be honest, we laugh, give it another year. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> oh, really? Does he love it? Love it. Love it. Loves, uh, loves the comedy. Tia, I remember meeting you as a young comic as well, and this is when I just started uh, at the Comics Lounge, and uh, and you were headlining, and we met briefly because I was doing uh, the open spot, and I think it was probably my first weekend, and oh. I was pretty nervous, but you were very funny backstage because before you went on, you went, oh, I've got a bad feeling about this, and then you just crushed it. What I said, I also love, Ben, that you decided to do the accent. Good on you. Oh, without a doubt. Hey, <laughs> look, we all come from, from, from different countries, so why not? It's <laughs> <laughs> probably to calm me down more than anything, Ben, because people get like... <laughs> and then, yeah, I didn't see you for years, and then I, was, I, did, I did my first cruise ship with you. And, um, oh, did you? Yeah, so, um, oh. I mean, didn't see to here for three days. <laughs> He was he was there with his mates and it was one of the funniest things. I think you had the best weekend. Like I was like, oh, this is how the real pros do the cruise ship because you had eight mates. They just got absolutely pissed and played poker the whole time. It was amazing. They, 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 yes, I think I remember that. They all came on board. It was just a, the timing was perfect because normally I take my family with me, yeah. right? And and I, and I love that because they love cruising. So I I go okay, okay, let's do four or five a year. Keep in contact. They come along. I'm working. We're having a holiday. They even sell merchandise for me. It's, it's the best. Oh, like, child, child labor. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got the wife and kids that's doing merchandise. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> that is. Would you sell more then? Do you sell more? Uh, yeah, it's a fair. Like, look, there used to be a fair bit. Like, but now people don't. You know, you know, people don't buy DVDs anymore. Oh, what he means is, do you sell more if with the kids? Yeah, 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 yeah. With the kids. Doing oh, you got Ben. You got to play that card. <laughs> 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 Look at the little kid, he's starving. Look at him, he's going to primary school. We can barely afford his food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's something I always love just watching a comic, uh, just having a great set, but then just the skill of just being able to sell the merch and mix it in with material. That by the time you leave the stage, there are people going, There's no way in hell I can't buy a DVD. I just, yeah, yeah, I yeah. have to buy one. <laughs> you know what? I, I, got, I remember seeing. Um, I, I was in the States and I was watching, like, you know, I was at a comedy club, I think it was improv or somewhere. And the support, the MC and the headliner, all our t shirts, all our DVDs, and shameless, right? Shameless promoting. Yeah, yeah. And they'd line up at the end and they'd have the shirts and, and the cash in one hand, like that. Three lined up and just promoted, like, and in Australia, we sort of um, we have the mentality, like, ah, oh, mate, don't be up yourself, you know, get, get, yeah, yeah. tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, like come on, mate. You, you, you shouldn't be selling stuff, all that sort of stuff. And yeah. once I saw those guys do it, and they said, Look, and they told me it's just extra. I said, okay, I'm gonna jump on board. The extra income, if you if you take it over a whole year and really think it's it's quite significant, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, 
Yeah, Every absolutely. year, I'm like, next year is the year that I'm going to sell merch because uh, I've been touring with Georgie, Georgie Carroll and she's got a book. And man, you do a regional town and you crush, man, yeah. they want like a memento more than anything else. That's it. That evening, yeah. you know, and, and, and you just... I mean, books are heavy. Books are heavy. <laughs> books are heavy. Uh, but... Yeah. Um, you know what I got at the moment? Tea towels. Tea towels are a killer. Light. Oh, really? Dang, everybody. Hey, we never go with a dishwasher, though. I always think at the time it's gone. Yeah, it's easy to sign, you know. Come on. Yeah. I thought tea towels are good to sell cocaine. That's yeah, good. yeah. Lace sign sign baggies. Sign baggies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bags, anything like that is all good. <laughs> the, um... Oh, my God. That's so funny. Hey, did you say you do Sorry, Ty, you want to say something? Uh, June, June has early, early uh, tours of Fat Pizza where we, things were crazy. Like, this is like, you know, we're talking – 20 years ago, we were going around the nation and the theaters were packed and the show was yeah. at height and still going, by the way. I don't do it anymore. I just do my own projects. But, yeah. um, mate, those tours, and because I was a drug dealer, people would come up to me. On the show, he's oh, called any easier listening. <laughs> the show, well, yeah, I don't, I don't, like, well, like, I, I was going to ask you about this, Tahir, uh, but we've come here organically. So let's go because I came and watched uh, the show Houses versus Fat Pizza. <laughs> Oh my, oh my fucking god! I saw like, that as well. But we but, weren't friends but, yet. But Paulie Finnick, like, so the 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 houses was so because Paulie <laughs> plays the houses guy, and then he would come on and play the fat pizza guy, right? That's it. And and he literally like in the middle of the the I think the fat pizza character or whatever he had to like because they started getting riled up like fuck fat pizza houses forever and all kinds yeah. of shit, and he literally had to lift his sunnies and go. Guys, you realize I'm the same guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's I couldn't believe it. It was a different beast. So, so you did both shows? I did both shows, and yeah. like in the early ones, we only toured Fat Pizza. Then we, you know, we did the, the Fat Pizza movie, the Houses movie, the Houses versus Fat Pizza Fat movie. Pizza. Yeah, it was all. Um, and I was playing the same character in three different sitcoms. I play exactly <laughs> the same character. Huh? Well, can, yeah, for the listeners, the overseas listeners that by uh, don't know context of Africa, it's houses, great to go back down there. It's it's what was the how well, houses is, is uh, uh, house, commission housing is that where yeah. housing commission yeah 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 and, so. and people are still finding the show now. Go oh my god, what is the show like? You know, you get an eighteen year old kid twin. There seems to be like a resurgence. I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't tried to. Has he, I assume he's tried to sell it on Netflix. If that appeared on Netflix again, oh, I think it, it went on uh, Stan. It went on Stan, I think. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where, like, you know, people are discovering, for instance, Frontline uh, has hit uh, is hit Netflix. And p- that is just going through. People didn't even know it existed. When it's, you know, oh. I reckon Fat Pizza and Housos in, Housos in particular would just absolutely crush. It, it, it's crazy. Like, the best show we did was Swift and Shift Couriers, though. That was one of our best ones um, because that was barely the two seasons of that. But people think the show was real. That was the thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they really thought the cameras just followed us around as we're walking around. Yeah, so people, so you do these live shows, and so tell me what happened. You were saying people were real, like people because I was playing the drug dealer, on, on the, and I was doing it with Rebel Wilson back then as well. Yeah, wow, was she in houses? Yeah, she was in houses. Yeah, she was in Fat Pizza. Wow, she was in Fat Pizza. She wasn't in houses. I thought she was in houses. She didn't make houses. She was gone by then, but. She made fat pizza, and we did a lot of scenes together. We got married on the show. We had all these fake sex scenes, which is just like we had clothes on. We're just making a bunch of noise. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Like you know, it was. <laughs> and she was like, you know, but she was desperate acting. She was really into it. That's all. Her whole 
been and life structured, like her name change, um, her the courses she did, she set it all up. Yeah, and, wow. And we, she went to um, she went to LA for a break, right? She'd done a fair bit in Australia after Fat Pizza. She did her own sitcoms and sketch shows and all sorts That's of stuff. That's right. Yeah. But how many actors go to Australia, boy? Heaps, right? But yeah. yeah. That, 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 so she got she had a good body of work. She got a role in Bridesmaids, small role. Yeah. yeah. And so the, you need a lot of luck. You know, you know, boys, in this game, you need a lot of luck as well as talent, right? Yeah. She got a role in Bridesmaids. She, so two things happened after that. One, the movie became big, mega. It's like huge. Yes, Great movie. And she stole the scene, right? Mm. Yeah. And that was it. And that was the journey starting. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, like, Pitch Perfect and all those things. All that, up. like, and they realised, like, they go, oh, you know, the Australian actress... And she just makes her own lines on set. That's what we used to do with Fat Pizza. We, our, really? all, all our script was ad lib, ad lib. We, we'd improvise, like, you know, so she'd build up all those skills, like, for a couple of years. And and like, Aussies are very easy to work with. We're very relaxed. You know, we don't have too many demands. And, and they loved her. They loved her. And, yeah. Uh, and all, so. Yeah, she was trying to lose weight, though. Did you remember, like, the, is it, this show is part of, like, health and fitness, right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So she. Look at the professional tying it back to the theme of the show. You know, what I mean? <laughs> uh, whereas us two fucking dickheads are like, oh, keep talking. Well, no, where, where, where else are like comedy nerding out? I was like, I've got so many comedy questions. Yeah, totally. <laughs> let me give you a scoop, right? Let me give you a scoop on this show, right, for you guys. She had a contract with Jenny Craig for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? This, yeah. And she started. She lost about ten kilos. And the American executives and movie, you know, movie bosses, hey, 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 what's going on here? What are you doing? No, you no, no. Yeah, they go, no, 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 no. You are the funny fat girl. True story. She, she told me. Like, she, this is she like, yeah. Year. And she had to um, give up that contract. That was very early on. Wow. Now, the good news is, like, you'll notice in the last couple of years, she's, she's um, taken off it. Yeah. And yeah. she's gone on a fitness, basically, yeah, you know, fitness scare. Like she's lost a lot of weight. She looks. She amazing. worked with Aunt Middleton from the SAS. You know, she was yeah. uh, training with him one on one. You know, so yeah. she's really got not just like lost weight, but she's got stronger and everything. Strong. Look, the sad news, boys, is that isn't it funny? Because she had to get to a certain level where, mm. you know, at first she had to give up the contract because she didn't yeah. have enough sell. Now, of course, she can do whatever she wants. True. Like, exactly. And that's when. She just, you know, she lost the weight, which is sad in a way, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. you really get to a position of power before saying, oh, I'm losing this weight. I'm yeah. looking at health and fitness. And, and we'd like to think that, that, you know, that was some time ago and that things have changed, but they have not. Uh, no. <laughs> they, they have not changed. If anything, it may have, thanks to social media, got a little bit worse. So, so, so. She's a superstar. She's love. She always comes back to, her family's always uh, in Sydney, so she comes back often. Yeah. Uh, Do you still have a relationship? Yeah, we, we we go for a feed. We go for a lot. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. Really nice. That's awesome. Really, and she donates back to Australian acting, and she helps out. And, and I, oh, I love. Good on That's awesome. Hey, so how uh, you go, Ben? Oh, no, I was just yeah. Back to the live performances. Like you know how they thought it was real. Like you know how yeah, they yeah. thought you know how it was real. But when you did the live shows, then the people who thought you were real did they did they did they catch on that it wasn't like I can imagine because you're then performing to people who live in commission housing who want to go see it, right? Yeah. But we, we, we would actually visit housing commission places and they go nuts and we'd actually talk and interview them. And so a lot of our stories came from real life <laughs> interviews. Wow. So yeah, really? On one of the episodes, you had people like, uh, uh, 
you probably won't remember, but there was one episode where the all the housing commission actors, you know, on the show, the episode where they were trying to injure themselves on purpose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To get yeah. To, to try to get disability pension. Right, right. That's exactly what they told us they were they were doing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so these guys, even though they don't work, they know exactly what to get and, and everything. They, what are you getting? I'm getting this. How you get? I wonder if that. I'd love for them to put that energy into getting work, but no, they just know the system inside out. But to, on your question, Ben, so people, you know, I would come out and do a meeting. I've been in yellow tracksuit. I play the drug dealer, the comical, stupid drug dealer, you know, who can't pick up chicks. Um, nothing to do with real life. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so people come up and give me drugs after the show, right? Yeah, wow. They go, come on, man, you're Habib. Take. And what I found, and I'm a little bit ashamed to admit this, right? I used to, um, I used to just say no, and, and it it would it, it would descend into a, like an argument. Come on, man! Yeah, no, no, I mean, yeah, like we're doing a meeting because yeah, yeah, yeah. they get disappointed. They're trying to do something lovely for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're throwing it back in their face. Yeah, and so I found like, I had to just accept the drugs, right? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> just to keep the peace. Imagine just that. Yeah. I swear to God, this is true. Right? And then and they would go crazy. Okay, yes, I gave Habib some drugs. Yes. I'm so- <laughs> They put that on the resume that they have. They yeah. But the whole interaction would be a lot quicker. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, pump on. Now, to complete that story, and this is totally true, that there was one thing. The other thing that happened was people come up to me, right, and say, hey, Habib, got any drugs on you? Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact. <laughs> wow. You're like Robin Hood. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's exactly that's so whatever's on my pocket give, give out and it would blow their mind and go, Oh my god, I got some drugs off Habib. So I just say to people, <laughs> I was a genuine drug dealer who made no money whatsoever. So exactly. It, it's it's almost it's almost like you they can't, you know criminalize you because you didn't use it or sell it you just you know you were just like gst you just collected on behalf of the government and gave it. you did give drugs to people i don't know where that like i said he didn't sell it i didn't say he, i said he didn't sell it it just cracks you up but, and, and that's my point no no i said didn't sell drugs but then, I didn't, ben i didn't know there were drugs i just whatever came in my pocket i gave it <laughs> yeah yeah and the main thing was go back to the dressing room with an empty pocket that was my main yeah, that's so that's and, the merch that you were just pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a merch. And for people who don't know, to just put it in perspective, is when I went and saw Houses, uh, the one time live show, I remember our, our dear friend uh, Dan, uh, who worked uh, at the bar, uh, he came up to me and went, Well, this is a first. I said, What do you mean? He goes, We're still 45 minutes before the show started and we've run out of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, was that? I was at Crown. Sorry about that. I was at uh, Crown Casino doing the, I filled in, right? For Houseos. Like, so Shazza, the main star of Houseos, mm. like, couldn't make it one show. Isn't so she like a trained NIDA actor? She's a, like, she is on the on the Houseos show. What I should say is mm. there are a bunch of real actors and actors, yeah. and there are a bunch of proper Houseos. Yeah. They just get them, from, I don't know where they get them from. Anyway, she couldn't make one show. So Paulie rings me up and says, Can you fill in? Like, you know, because. I wasn't doing those shows at that stage. I was doing my own tours and things. I said, yeah, I'll come down. So I come down to Crown Crown Casino, right? Theatre's packed. And I said, Paulie, Shaz is not in it. She's all over the poster. You've got to say something from the start. You know, that's always been my thing. Yeah. Be up with the audience. So, hey, guys, this, you know, Dave Hughes can't make the show. Yeah. 
you know, tell them from the start, right? And then if you want your refund, grab it. If you're happy to stay back, we've got a replacement, you know? And I'm part of the show, so they don't know me. It, it would have been fine. But anyway, I get on the show and one of the, one of the segments on houses is this. He gets members up from the audience and he thongs them, like for real. Oh, that's right. <laughs> like, that's I couldn't right. believe what I was watching. I mean, I'm watching, I'm looking <laughs> at stage and as hard as you can swing, like as hard, you get a thong across someone's, as hard as you can swing, what? I'm, and I'm laughing with my head off because I'm going, this is just the real, it's hard to believe what's happening. <laughs> One guy's eyes started blew up. Oh blowing. my God. I, I had to help him off stage, you know. Are you That's serious? So oh, so funny. Let's you, let let's never let's... see that again. You, you see, the thing is, you're not going to see that again. That kind of stuff. Well, you you might. The other thing that Ben and what happened was there'd be um, girls up on stage and and he'd he'd thong their butts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that it's a verb. You've made yeah, it a verb. I know. I know. That uh, should be in the dictionary. Anyway, oh, my God. Come to the end of the show, and I've done my comedy set. It's gone really well. And then suddenly the crowd started realizing, hey, where's Shazza? And then the big chant went up, Shazza, Shazza, Shazza. Uh, right. I'm on stage. I'm done, and I'm going, Paulie, oh, my God. They're gonna, we're going to be a right. No, but it, there's no rules with the shows. There's no rules, honestly. Have you ever felt uh, unsafe? Uh, well, you know, I don't know about you guys, but there's always been people that have come up on stage to grab a microphone. Oh, no, no, that's not really happened to me. I, that has happened once to me, but I just left the stage. and Oh, um, I was there, Ben. I was there. and, and I, Some I, of the I, worst I, emceeing. Um, the comedian will remain nameless, but my God. Well, let yeah, me, let's just... Let let's, me guess. Yeah, okay. I'll delete yes. it. I'll, I'll, I'll just... No, no, I, let, I won't tell you to guess, because I think you know. <laughs> Mr. Biggles. <laughs> <laughs> you got it in one. Spot on. <laughs> But but he, the MC thought that uh, this guy was coming on stage to propose, and he gave yeah. him the microphone. And he's like, "Oh, you want to propose? Here you go." And then he just got on and said, "Man, I've been coming here so many times. You do the same material." <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Brutal. Was he saying that about you, Ben? Or uh, the yeah, no. He, he first he had to go. Goes uh, that guy was just up. He did this. He did. Uh, and look, the I, and, and to be honest, I remember that. Cause I've had a conscious effort of trying to do different jokes, but I did do a repeat joke. And he pointed out the joke. He goes, hey, he made that joke about the rake, uh, him hitting in the face. And then and then he goes and and then I try to step. He goes, that's enough. And he goes, oh, and don't get me started with you. And then just talk <laughs> a new one. Oh, the the roost. If I think about it, it was like to go up there and go, I want to propose to my girlfriend. Nah, I, that was just to get the microphone. Yeah. Like, it's genius, yeah. actually. Yeah. It's wow. Yeah. Look, and he was a big bloke. Do you remember? To, like, he was a tall guy. Tall guy. Tall yeah. guy. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he just, he goes, nah, I'm, I'm annoyed with the show and I'm annoyed with the MC. So I'm just going to let them both, you know, I'm just going to let them know what I think. It was, it was, and again, I was like, don't give your microphone up. I mean, maybe to you know the mc's credit it was like you know he, I, I, yeah but I, I actually find him funny just when i watch on stage because he because he comes out if there's any noise in the crowd he gets really angry and i i find it so funny i laugh even more like i've got and i get there's any people at the bar buying drinks you know what i mean it's, it's so no, funny. no one's um, out you know but anyway but yeah so what was yours when someone came in or, or and grabbed the mic from you all Oh yeah, it's happened. Like, they'll come up on stage. And go, what the hell? Like you know, and they're trying to be funny or they're angry or just units. Well, just coming up on stage and just uh, you know, 
they don't want to say something like, hey, or, or you know, hey, the, the one time it happened and, and I was doing some material about uh, when I was a teacher, school oh, teacher, wow. all the sort of stuff. And and you know who came up? You'll never get like Wilbur Wild. <laughs> Wilbur Wild? Yeah, oh, of course. Saturday, the saxophone player. I'll set the, I'll set the scenario. And I haven't told this story before, but it's at a golf uh, charity, like, you know, big function. And I've seen him, he's, he's, dra he's drank all day. And then near the end of the day, like, the, you know, it's finished. He's come on a golf cart and it's near the restaurant. And he's, and, and I'm watching him and he's come straight because they were doing a chipping contest, like, you know, it's near the, near the, there was a lake there. He's come right through the restaurant. Kids had to scurry out of the way, right? Kids mm. and families. Then he went down the concrete steps dig, 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 on the golf cart. Then he, he did a massive skid. He got out because I'm ready here for the chipping conference. And I'm going, oh my God. And then they're, they're going, okay, they took him away. He's had too much to drink. I'm going, okay, that's the end of his night. So I thought, right? There I'm at the function. I'm doing the comedy. It's going really well. Will was there. I go, oh no, this is not good news. I saw what just happened. And, you know, and surely he could not have recovered in two hours' time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the function. And, and sure enough, like, you know, I was there just doing the teaching stuff. It's going well. And, and he comes up on stage and he goes, Can I, give me the mic. Give me the mic. I go, no. You know, you know the first rule that teaches. Yeah. Don't give anybody the mic. And he insisted. And I said, no. And people are going, sit down, Wilbur, sit down. Again, I just, and his point was, he wanted to come up and say, yes, I was a teacher. I'll support you. Right? Yeah, was, but in your drunk mind, you like, yeah, seem yeah. like it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, Ben, that's it. Like, in his drunk mind, he thought, that's going to be a good idea, right? And I said, no, I don't need that, man. I don't need yeah. that. But he's like, okay, we still talk about that event. What, um, um, what were you saying? Go ahead. It's well, do, you, do you play golf? Do you play golf to hit? I love it. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I didn't know you were a golfing man. I was, look, you know, I played a lot of sport as, as, as a kid. Like, I, I was heavily into um, uh, touch football. I played, I did play AFL, uh, cricket, golf. Did you grow up in New South Wales? Sydney. Sydney, yeah. So, so I would have thought it's more NRL country. We did. We played a lot of touch in, in, in NRL, uh, but yeah. I did play AFL school. Yeah. Uh, we were all. Uh, I remember we made the state final one time for, for this big competition, and we were all footy heads and just naturally skilled until we came up against a school from the Riverina, right? Yeah. All, and AFL, and, and we, we were gone, slaughtered. What? What? Many Turkish player kids playing AFL? Turkish? No, I don't think there's one. Yeah, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a, I used to a joke about like you know, uh, you know, I'm Turkish. You know, I used to tell people because people assume I'm Lebanese or whatever. But, um, but uh, I, I'm Australia's only Turkish comedian. I kept saying it because I wanted more to come out of the woodwork. But yeah, it hasn't really happened. Yeah, that's actually a good question. I can't. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can't think of many other Turkish comedians in Australia. Actually, yeah. yeah. Is there yeah, another I'm very surprised considering how big the community is in Australia. Yeah, is there another Sri Lankan one? Heaps. There's 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 there's, a, there's three Sri Lankan ex accountants. <laughs> yeah, it's quite there's yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. So Nazim Hussain, Suren Jaimana. Because in in the Netherlands and in Germany, huge, so many second, third generation Turkish uh, with Turkish background comedians, huge, just because so many uh, people from Turkey migrate to. Well, you know, they say in Berlin, it's the second highest population of Turkish people. Is there Istanbul. a big Turkish comedian globally? Is there who's the globally the big Turkish comedian? Because uh, you've got yeah. like he's right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, not a, like there's a, there's a guy called Jem Yilmaz, but he the thing is this: 
He just stays in Turkey and he's massive there. And right, he right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, that just gave me an appetite for some Jim Yilmaz. Doesn't it sound delicious? <laughs> I feel like putting some Jim Yilmaz on my bread and, oh, yum. It's funny. Does, like, do you it's, go it's, back often to here? Do you go back to Turkey? Like, when was the last I time you were back? I don't. I went back once when I was 18. Um, oh, that's it? That's it. And the thing that's stopping me is this. You ready for this? Yeah. I'm... Army service. Oh. oh. Talk us to this. So, wait, so I've heard were you, about this. Were you born in, in Istanbul? I was born in Turkey, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. born in Ankara, Ankara. All right. And um, which is the capital. Uh, yep. So, but um, they've got a rule, like, you know, you've got to do service no matter what. No matter what you yeah. do service. Even if you're 60, 70, whatever, there's no exemptions. That's yeah. Yes. And they used to, like, you used to be able to pay money, which I don't mind, right? I go, okay, I'll pay to not do But then... The rule was you pay money and you still do one month. I go, I'm not, not going to do one month. I'm not well, gonna, you need I'm, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. It's the same, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go to war. I'm not going to go to like, you know, like I'll pay. How about I pay and I'll do nothing? And I think that's the way it is at the moment. But um, my brother's in the same situation. I've got two brothers. But because I, I, you know, I was a teacher, I got a degree. I go in as an officer. So I'm keen to do that since so I can boss my two brothers around. Um, uh, you're brilliant, brilliant. So, yeah. wow, is that, does that make you sad that you haven't been back, or does it not bother you? Oh, look, I, I could probably go back and get some paperwork and, and make the visit, but uh, and we plan, look, I plan to for sure with the family. I'd love, yeah. well, I'm love sure it. they have like exemptions if you have disability. So, ask the houses how you can fake an injury. <laughs> yeah, totally, um, it's one of my favorite cities that I've visited. Like, I went there with my partner before kids, and we were there for the month of Ramadan. And, I just it was we I, we just got lost. I mean, yes, we spent most of the time in Istanbul. We just got lost in just so many friendly people, the markets, just eating fish along the river. I just I remember I just remember I you know kind of finally it just felt like I was in a gigantic movie set because everything was just so awesome. Yeah, yeah, people love it. People love it. It really is a so, friendly country, a lot of food, a lot of history, and there's no expectations. So people go to Europe, they go to Italy. Yeah. And they go, you know what? We'll jump into Turkey. And they go, oh my God, we had the best time here. Yeah. I, I remember, but it's such a small world because I remember we were like, hey, let's go somewhere. To, so we went down south and we went to Olympus. And, like, and then we went a little bit further and found like some coastal town. And I remember it was like we found this nice little sort of, you know, like had huts along the beach. And, and for people who don't know, because it's the Mediterranean, there isn't much sand. It's just a lot of, a lot of rocks and, yeah. uh, and pebbles. And, uh, and I remember there, I was like, wow. And then I remember the first person to sit next to me on the table was like, you know what? I'm going to be friendly. I'm going to introduce myself. I was like, Oh hello! Which part of Turkey are you from? And he just and he heard my accent and goes, "I'm from Brunswick. I own Bar Open." I'm Brunswick. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so funny. Um, so yeah, so you did a lot of. I do remember getting up a bus in Istanbul at two o'clock in the morning, and the place was pumping. Markets, food, barbecues, people everywhere. And I said, I said, "Is there some sort of festival, someone?" And they said, "No, this is normal." Like yeah. You know, you forget what it's like for a 24 hour city. Like, like I, I live in Sydney, it's embarrassing. Our airport closed. Oh, it's so bad. It closed at 11 and opens at 6. What? Even Adelaide Airport is 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. It is. It is. I have to admit, that Sydney, a lot of Sydney's lost its nightlife over the years. Um, and uh, it's, not, it's not a city. Yeah. With it's the lockout crazy. laws and all of that. Oh. Um, hey, I want to go back to you saying you were very sporty as a kid. And and has that uh, has that carried over once you started doing comedy? Because let's put it this way: we when we toured, we did about two weeks together, something like that. And you were always very 
even keel, something I'm very jealous of, which is you didn't do extremes. Like when we went for dinner, you'd have like a reasonable amount of food. When we went to, um, you know, if we got drinking, I don't think you ever drank. I was getting drunk. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, let's let's go step by step there. So you you were were you continued the sportiness into adulthood or I did. Like I played a lot of. Uh, eventually, I gave up touch football, which I played at uh, high levels. You know, like it was all year round as well. And it was right. Massive training. Um, I played a lot of cricket still. Uh, we did a lot of, and, and as a kid, we used to just play and play like our whole body would be sweat, like just dripping in sweat. You know? And so much fun. So, you know what I mean? Like just sweat. And we, so we had it like, so look, what's happened since is, um, you know, when you get it, we have some kids, it's slow, everything slows down a bit, but I've always got good blood pressure as a result. Every time we like, oh. you know, blood pressure, they get. What figures? What figures we looking at? 130 uh, over, 120 over 80? One, yeah, so 110, 120, like, you know, it just always come out. You've got great blood pressure. And that's because of the body of exercise and things we've like done. And look, it's getting hard. Like, you always want to, um, you know, as a comedian, as a performer, there are a lot of traps. You guys know, there's, there's always mm. drinks yeah. and food and there's corporate events and there's food and dessert. And one of the things I've been trying to do lately and um, the thing about, like, you know, even your show and you guys would appreciate this, Try not to reward yourself, like you know, like after we, you do a gig and it goes well, and you think, you know what, I'm gonna go have that Kit Kat and yeah, you know, oh. okay, because we feel like we deserve it, you know, uh huh, right, okay. And I'm trying not to again, okay, listen, you don't need to reward, you're not hungry, mm. had a good meal, good show, go home, and just that's it. Now, close the show. Well, well, it's not just about reward, it's like I found that in the earliest as well, even if I bombed, I'm like, oh, I'm so sad. I better eat. And then if I have a good gig, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. I should eat. That's you know, it. it's it. just, I just find an excuse to, to, to indulge. Absolutely. Like, um, I mean, you mentioned the, uh, the celebrity jungle show. And the one thing like in that show is like, I mean, I, we, we all know this before that we don't, we eat too much. A human being doesn't need to eat that much, you know? Mm. Yeah. And it was amazing. Like once you, uh, Go through you know, when you get to ketosis, right? It, it was an amazing state. Like after a couple of days of starvation, and you get to ketosis. Oh my god, I'm feeling really good. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling incredible. Like it's it's unbelievable if you can get to that state, and just really. And the know, problem is that when you come back, it's like the body goes, "No, no, let's stack all this on." <laughs> <laughs> you know, deal with again that thing about like, "Hi, I'm out now. I'm going to reward myself. Get a supermarket, get some chips and chocolate, and all sorts of stuff when we don't need to." Really. Yeah. Well, really... Just just on the jungle thing, do you remember how much you uh, lost weight-wise? Ten percent of body weight, so uh, about eight eight to ten kilos. Wow! I you, you know that I uh, that I put on weight because <laughs> 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 because so I was I was in uh, with Erin uh, from Love Island and she couldn't eat any of the food, so her portions <laughs> I was like, just give it to me, and um, she struggled. She struggled with the beans and the the raw meat, not the raw meat, the the unseasoned meat. So I was like, fucking yeah. chuck it here. I need all the fuel. But you know, but like even on the show, like Ben, what you realize you eat a little bit and then you're not going to toilet that often. You realize because the body's using everything. Mm. Yeah. Like, you go to toilet, like, and I always say that story. Like I know people have had always stories of no one, you know, people on there that haven't gone to toilet for ages. Our season was Dermot Brereton, right? Right. He didn't go for like six days. Fuck. And then seven days, and then every day go nothing because his body was using everything. He's a big guy, yeah, right? You know? um, and he and he snuck in some protein bars. Contraband, contraband. Yeah. And and he'd go and when the cameras were sort of not around, he'd just 
he'd shove this thing in my mouth. He goes, hey, I have a look. I, I smell this. And then, and then I go, there's a little bit of a protein bar. Go, oh, good. It is worrying when a footy player from the 80s says, shove something in your mouth and says, smell this. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> like going back in time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Seven days he, he, he lasted. And then finally he went to the toilet and uh, we hugged. <laughs> but do, but do you know what's also interesting uh, to you, which always cracks me up, is that um, is I had a friend who, for for some reason, uh, throughout his like early twenties, is he would just his body just started. He was only shit once a week, and so it was what? an event. Yeah, yeah. And you know him, dude. I'm not going to mention his name. You know, and so it was just this thing where it's like on the weekend he'd go the whole week, and then he'd have to set aside an hour <laughs> oh, for the process, God. and then because it just. It like it just would come out, and he would have to do it in stages because otherwise it clog up the toilet. Sorry if you're listening to this. Well, so is that is that so? Is that why Dave O'Neill only does? <laughs> that doesn't work. Doesn't work. Like, Dave O'Neill wishes he was that regular. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it, but it all seems like you know, it, you've heard it. It's all it's old school. It's all portion. You realize it's portion control. You know? Yeah. Just portion control. Like, like yeah, you don't need to sm- fill up that plate. Like you know, as a human. You don't need to. What but you can't. Okay. This is huge coming with your cultural background. Well, I right? literally, I yes. Spot I on, Ben. Yeah. Spot on, Ben. I was about to say, how dare you as a ethnic comic <laughs> <laughs> talk about portion control? Did you yeah. not have, have like grandmas and grandparents yeah. forcing you to eat, saying eat, eat, eat? Still now, like still to this day, I go visit mum and she'll just, she wants to put 10, dish, 10 different dishes out. I go, mum, it's not necessary. We're not going to eat everything, Lena. Um, You're she such tried, a disappointment to them. As I she tried to serve me coffee. She tried to serve me coffee. I said, "Mom, I have not ever drank coffee." You're you Turkish to... and you don't drink coffee. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a what the hell? Anomaly. We, we used to. We so when I grew up in North Carlton, there was a place on the for people that don't know. It was on the corner of. It's still there after all these years. It was on the corner of uh, Nicholson Street and Pinkney Street. Mm. And uh, so we used to just go out there and, and order some uh, uh, doner kebabs and and you know a whole bunch of of uh, uh, you know there's a couple of Turkish uh, uh, treats. And then I remember one day, it was just always like a normal takeaway shop. And I just remember one day my dad just going, we eat here once a week and I have to wait there. Why can't I just call <laughs> up an order and then I'll come pick it up? And it was one of the funniest phone calls. <laughs> and they were like, his dad was the first person to call up and pre-order. <laughs> and it just blew his mind because he's like, right. Well, well I, I, and he's just writing it down, and then they were just so happy. He's like, "We'll, we'll give this a go." And so, Dad was, we was like, was, "Our family was the first to pre-order a donut kebab." Unbelievable! <laughs> it's out of something right there. <laughs> I, uh, I used to have a tab in my kebab van across my street because I'd come home drunk uh, and I'd spend all my money on, uh, um, on booze. So, but because I lived across the street, they're like, "Yeah, you're yeah, right. You can pay us later." So every Friday when I got paid from my accounting job, I'd go pay the kebab van first and then hit the town again. <laughs> and, and give him half your wage. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That guy will come after you. That's why you're very smart. Oh, well, there's just nowhere I live. I'm like, literally, I'm there, mate. You've seen me. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. can find me. But- I, I, I enjoy when you guys have your little bets and things. I, I, I yeah. quite like that because it, it goes, okay, well, that's a good job. I like that because it's, it's fine. I can follow the journey and it makes you accountable, right? Well, account, accountability is probably the most underrated thing for me in terms of my ego, because I think I'm easy to disappoint myself. I'm quite comfortable letting myself down. Uh, but as soon as I know there's one other person who is aware of it or, yeah, yeah. or it, it's my ego fires up and like, oh, I can't seem like, you know, 
like I failed in front of this person. So I have to step up, you know? So yeah, I'm yeah. trying to, with the podcast, I'm trying my best to not put too much out there because I want to learn how to, you know, not disappoint myself. Like I want to be able to do things because I want to do it. And I'll be sad if I don't, as opposed to, oh, fuck, I told Tahir that I'm going to be, you know, get to doing this in a couple of weeks or whatever. And I didn't do it. Or so, the worst is what I can't recently do is when my daughter goes, remember when you were skinny, daddy? I was like, oh, oh come, on. God, <laughs> come on. I was like, and then Tahir stepped in and went, yeah, but he's pretty muscly. I was like, come on. Oh my God, the boys. Tahir, oh. how many kids do you have? I've got two in every state. <laughs> It's just like right there. Bang. Just bang. No, that's why I'm always touring jewelry. What do you think? I'm always touring around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're dealing drugs and semen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. How old? 14 and 10 now. Oh, you're wow. a, a boy, girl, girl, girl. Yeah, girl and a boy. So we did boy. Woggy in 2013. That means he was like one. Like, yep, there was one. Yeah. So how old were you when you had your first then, dude? I was uh, late thirties, so I started late a bit 30s, later. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah. Which is the norm now. Thirty-six is... or yeah, thirty-six, thirty-seven, something like that. Like How's your back? Yeah. Back's good with the baby. No issues with like at that Jeez. age. Yeah, yeah, no issues with the back. I think, I think, I reckon it's interesting because I know a couple of friends who are now having babies after forty and are feeling it in their back. I had my my first one at thirty-four, which now is considered young. <laughs> Yeah. Which, is, really? which is crazy, yeah. which is absolutely bananas to think that having a kid at 34 oh, is young. That is like, that's young. It's just so you're in the you're in the tween stages, well tween and yeah, teen so, stage. I mean it's another thing with, with the health and fitness because if you have uh, kids older, like well then you you know you gotta you gotta keep an eye on your fitness, right? Like and, and yeah, not with them. It's 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 an issue because everyone's having kids older. And I, I, I love kids. I'll have as many. You know, we started a bit later. That's why it happened. I met my wife later. That's how it will happen, right? But, um, but yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta make sure you can keep up. Like, yeah, I'm, you have I'm happy. And then you know, by thirty, they're ten. You can still, you know, you're still thirty and you're fit and you can run around. Uh, yeah, I'm having that issue at the moment. Mine's only six, but like you know, I've got the skills, but I don't have the the sprinting power against them already at six. I'm like, thank God I can kick a sharp drop punt uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and land it on the chest. But if I have to run and uh, do drills with him, I'm like, I, I keep telling him, I'm like, I'm the coach and you're the you're the you're the player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what what do yeah so what was the impact for you did you have like routines that you were doing in terms of cricket and 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 touch football and stuff but once the kids came yeah, in you were well, like something's got to go well touch football unfortunately went when comedy so i was doing comedy and touch and touch was uh, like we're talking three sessions a week tours yeah, right. training it's full on like it was full on state carnivals all sorts of stuff and the comedy took over and i had to give that i had to give touch up basically yeah uh, you just, I just couldn't do the two of them. Um, over the years, it's good because I try to get involved in the kids' sports. Try mm. to do all my hand up for coaching, and uh, but you know, just well, what are you coaching? What are you coaching? What did you uh, do? Touch footy. Touch footy, yeah. Uh, AFL. I'm an assistant. Right? Yeah. Cool. See, I'm so looking forward to doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Like, uh, as a parent, I don't understand this. How can you pet like you be a parent? Your child play, play a sport and you're not involved. So yeah, I don't. Them. I don't get that either. I don't. Oh, well, actually, yeah, I'm not going to throw my partner under the bus. Our, our kids. I reckon she'd be one of them. <laughs> I mean, you did. You just did. 
literally just, it's just it's for the interest. She she does other things with her, but I I like like the idea of becoming an assistant coach. Like I'm I'm not gonna lie, but I, I'm just so excited about that. Yeah, I, it's a bit like so. I see other kids, their parents turn up, and the kids get embarrassed, right? And they go, what, "Dad, what are you doing here?" Like, but our kids are totally used to us being around. They love yeah, it. Yeah. They yeah, love cool. it. So it's I think it's important get involved. Like the kids playing, go there, help out. And it encourages them, you know what I mean? They feel yeah. seen. Absolutely. What, yeah. what's a, what about like when you're now on tour and things like that? Now, you, are you just gen, that naturally balanced or do you actually give yourself a little thing of going, I've got to make sure I get a walk-in or a, or do some yeah. sit-ups or something? Do you, do you have a routine I, when you're on, on? Yeah, look, I'm naturally curious. So uh, I love to check out the area like I'm in. Yeah. Um, and I love I love doing shows with Joel Osborne because he's exactly the same. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'll take off and we'll, we'll read some historical things. And I just don't understand when you turn up somewhere, checking a room and stay in your room. Like to me, I go, go check out your surroundings. Like you know, have a look around. Mm. You know what I mean? Look, look where you are. This is we're in a lucky job. Like we're in yeah, 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 yeah. town that we normally go into. Look around. It's take advantage of it. So um, I love to yeah, I love to go for walks and check. It's, it's beautiful. Absolutely, I will. Yeah, and this reminds me of this is not uh, when you something you told me before I went into the jungle, which is not a breach of my confidentiality agreement. It was yeah. just that Tahir said that if you are going, here's what I'll say. <laughs> and uh, basically, I think you pointed out you said this is such a good opportunity that even if you were a multimillionaire, you still couldn't set this up for yourself. Like this is just take full advantage. And I think you have that natural gratitude for for what we what we what's in front of you, your life, like. There's very rarely have I ever felt that I don't think I've ever heard you complain about something, you know. I, look, I, I, I complain, but like the thing is, like you know, you take the jungle, people go, oh, I'm starving. You're starving. Who, who gives a shit? Like, look where we are. We're, we're you volunteered for it, though. That's it's the thing. Sort of social experiment. There's 26 cameras around you with, with a set built, and there's again, look where we are. You know, yeah. like don't worry about that food, you know, take them yeah. on to other stuff. Like, and I, as a stand up comedian, I love the job so much. People are like, I'm enjoying it more and more as I get older. Yeah. Okay, this is this this has always been my passion. Not acting, not television, not all that sort of stuff, but stand-up comedy because just love making people laugh. Well, look at the job we do. Like, you know, people I say this, people work genuinely hard. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? No, I know no, we get no. tricky gigs. I know we get tricky gigs. I get that. Yeah. I know, but you know, have a look at what we do, man. What do you do for to to stay sort of mentally well? Then do you have like yeah, anything? I'm other always than... working on projects. Like I'm yeah. one of those guys that works on ten different things. I enjoy that. Like you know, what I, do you? I, oh, I, are you are you? Do you struggle to switch off? Uh no no no. I, I, I'm I'm good at switching off. What do you do for that? What do you, what's what's relaxing? What's to hear relaxing? I, I love hitting golf balls at a driving range. I love going. Really? Yeah, it's. I've, I've just entered the driving range stage. Yeah. I'm always. I was always one where I just like. I hit the driving range, which I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get better at golf, but a new set. But I. But then I want to play a game. Can you just go to the driving range and then hit and then go? I, home? I love it. I find that really like. Even if you don't want to get better, just to go to the range, hit some balls, do some putting. I just find that relaxing. Uh, going for walks, all that sort of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I enjoy working on different stuff. Like I. I you know. And then one time people go, just work on one thing. No, I'll work on this and that. Like, you know, the show, Here Come the Habibs. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Logie winning, right? That's sat on my laptop for 10 years. As yeah. A, as a page wow. idea, right? It was two pages, two and a half pages. I remember just came, came up with the concept. Then 
eventually we said, um, well, how about this? How about we sort of uh, what we can see what we can do with this this idea now? You know, yeah. out there, and then it was an easy idea to follow. That it happened like so. Always working on different projects, pitching stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. So we, we're, we're climbing close to running out of time, but so you you don't drink, you don't drink coffee. You're very even keeled with your That's food. That's also another really right? Turkish, yeah. Turkish guy yeah. not yeah. drinking coffee. I know, like, I know. Uh, like insane. You 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 know how to switch off and play. You're involved with your kids. Mm. You you um you're happy. You're grateful. What the fuck are your vices like? <laughs> I can't like what is what is the thing that you look and go like expensive oh. golf equipment <laughs> like I go oh that's something that you know I wish I kind of do better at or something like that not I, not I do, skills I, but I do spend some time like but I tell you, I tell you one or two like uh, I love desserts and chocolate like, there you know, we go thanks God, fuck. I love I get, <laughs> what am I why am I eighteen years after this gig like you know like I always yeah 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 stop putting your heels in it. the other thing is like I collect. A lot of magic tricks, which is really weird. Like you know, I, how that's weird. I've never, I've never said that before. Like, I did not see that coming. How could, <laughs> no, how could anyone see that coming? I I collect so magic collect tricks. Magic. <laughs> a lot of magic tricks over the years. I, don't, I in another lifetime, I, I would have definitely been a comedy magician because I love that. Like, you know, but I love stamp too much. Like you know, yeah, that's yeah. always my number one. Eventually, my and also you know comedy magicians. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joel, Joel, Joel Osborne does comedy magic, right? No, he does stand up, but he was he was um Amazing Jonathan's uh right okay, okay. warm up and manager for a lot long time. Like, Amazing so, yeah, Jonathan yeah. was it was a different beast though. Would you would you call him it? Would you incredible? Yeah, he was he was more a comedian magician. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's a great documentary about him um, um before his passing. Yeah, jo jo Joel's in there, like Joel's part of that. Oh, wow. it's a really good one, Dil. I reckon you'd really like it. Like growing up with the amazing Jonathan on TV, and then the the documentary about it, it's pretty amazing. So, so what with the magic tricks, you feel like it's Akmal, like I get Akmal collects speakers, right? He spends money on sound, right? And I get Akmal, what what he spent like I'm talking thousands, like maybe a hundred grand, two hundred, like speakers, subwoofer, like that's his thing. He loves. Good sound, right? For me, I was spending money on magic tricks. Magic. Eventually, like my wife said, "Listen, you've got like over ten thousand dollars worth of tricks here." Literally. Yeah, that's hilarious. What's the most one-off, like the biggest expense that you've spent on for a magic trick? Oh, uh, now because uh, uh, fifteen hundred <laughs> on one. Like, one can, trick can on I one ask trick. what it is? What is it? It was on a. Uh, it was a um, floating table. Like there was a float. Like a. It's up. not small. It's not small. Like it's expensive. The and thing it, is, Ben, do you even know where you would go, Ben, to try and buy magic tricks? <laughs> I don't even I, know. There is a magic. There used to be a magic shop on on Elizabeth Street in yes. Melbourne. Uh, which, which, yes, which, yes, yes, yes. Which is very popular as a kid. It's not. I don't think it's there anymore. No. No, it's now a dead juice bar with the oranges and yes. the. Yes. Oh, and an annoying guy. But every time doing? coming down to Melbourne, I'd go into that magic shop. Yeah, I'd yeah, go yeah. That magic shop. I would go around. Yeah, it's, what would you? That's, that's I love. I love that because I. I if, I if people go, what do you spend your money on? Um, I think <laughs> it would be what Dill is. I spend money on my sauna. So you know, <laughs> I love like, like you know, like, what would yours do? What do you spend money on? Uh, massages and jigsaws. Okay. Yeah, jigsaws. Actually, that is a good one. Jigsaws. Yeah. yeah that's right. Hey, what you, um, what do you do with them? Like, like that's why it was. Yeah, you, you spend a long time, finish it. Are you ones to like muck it up again, give it to someone else, or do you stick it and? 
Uh, no, I go, go exchange it with someone else, get like, something new. It's for me, it's a good reminder of life that you can yeah. commit yourself to a project, but then once it's done, move on to the next and there's nothing, everything is temporary, you know, like even with yeah, comedy yeah. every year, you do a new show, you put a lot of effort in and then, yeah, that's what it was for that year. And you learn to let go. You know what I mean? Cause wait, you, wait, wait, what did you say? You do a new show every year. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> But like, no, no, exactly. I, I, I was doing yeah. like, no, I was doing magic shows. Derek. Like that's what. I, so my wife said, "Listen, you got all these magic tricks. Yeah. Do a show." Like so, in Adelaide French two years ago, I did a show for, I, I did a children's magic show called "The World's Best Worst Magician." Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Tickets started selling just as much as my adult show, and I'm going. This is just blowing my mind now. Um, if this show outsells my adult show. It's time for me. Man, what a dream, though. If you can find a way to monetize this you know, this vice of yours, how amazing. It was incredible. Like, But it was so much work, guys. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, I know. Oh, and you got to carry so much shit with you. I was carrying all that shit, setting it all up my, myself, doing the one-hour show, then packing it all up. And I go, oh, Oof. my God, it's doing my head in. Like, the margins blow out big time. Like, Because then if you don't want to do it, you got to hire something with you. Yeah. And then you, that person, you got to come with you on the tour the whole time. And you got to pay for everything. It's and crazy. Too- and Ben children's shows are half price as well to top it off. Oh. They're half, generally half the price of what an adult show would be, you know? That's um, amazing. Yeah. This, uh, I, I hate to cut this short because we're really on a roll here, but fuck, man. Uh, Tahir, thank you. Thank God, you so much for past. that. Really did fly past, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Uh, where, where can people find you? Instagram or your website? What's the best yeah, place for people to find I'm, out? I'm, yeah, look, I'm under Tahir Comedian um, yep. Instagram, Facebook, but. Uh, you guys, I love you guys. Thanks love you too, love you. man. No, Thank you're you the you best. So you're the best. This. And then, hey, uh, if you're in Melbourne, uh, let's play golf. That, that well, I never bring my clubs down, but like I, I should, because Melbourne should. Is the best course. Well, and yeah. just the two of us should play. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you play Dylan? You play? I played twice. <laughs> okay, driving range for you. All right. Yeah, good. actually, why don't we all three of us go to the driving range? That's good. now we're talking. Now we're talking. All right. All right, take everybody. Love you so much. Duroc J, Ben Lamas Comic. Thanks, Patreon. We'll see you soon.